When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. The Time on board. It's the friend zone. I switched it up this week. I sang on the microphone. You thought I was gonna rap all day, rap all day, rap all day, cussing and rapping. Then I switched it up on you. I sang it, man. I got a melody. This right here. It is the friend zone. The friend zone. I said, yeah, uh-huh, welcome to the friend zone, the remix, and you gotta pick up the phone and call them, call them real fast, it's a hotline bling, and we gonna do it mad, it's a real, ask for the combo, it's a deal, it's a with the reality, it's a and feel like a new brand new bitch, with it's a healthy intitch, it's a yeah, welcome to the friend zone, I want you we to are know. clashing, and you are still it's going, <laughs> Cause I really like the way this song You like your singing voice on here today, don't you? my body right now <laughs> I can't help it, I'm just a spy I'm just a vessel, I'm just a vessel It's a blessing, now it's gospel Vessel, vessel, <laughs> be still Welcome to the friend vessel zone be still. <laughs> That needs to be the title of the song oh. <laughs> Vessel, be still <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, by the time you hear this i will have been blessed by the king blessed by the king oh that's truly. right by the time they have heard this ooh, i got a little wet wet on there i will have seen and hopefully lived through beyonce so Yay. i'm so excited to go to the formation world tour i don't know what to do i go the day after you go and i am ready to take it all in this is one of those shows that you prepare yourself for right it's not just we live in new york city we you know we hit it we go to performances all the time it's like what we do it's casual for us mm -hmm. but something like this of this magnitude we get to literally it's almost like being tourists all over again yeah. we get so to like get excited it's a world of awe it. it's a world of awe i don't know what i have to expect i I have not watched any of the footage. Oh, I, I have seen not listened to anything. I couldn't hold off. I watched I every damn clip Everyone's that rolled across my feet. You know why I do that? Because for the longest time, I was not like a Beyonce like stand or like a little bit of a fan. So to see her live and cry for that, like to always be and cry for that. hell fucking yes, I have <laughs> cried seeing Beyonce two times, and I will definitely cry seeing her this time for real, for real. I know with Lemonade, like, it's just going to give me tears. And I'm going to give Beyonce everything that I have. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, Hello. I can't wait. For those of you that are listening, I hope that y'all get to be a part or have been a part. And uh, well, congratulations to everybody who has a ticket and is going. I remember when the <laughs> tickets went on sale and people were tweeting about it. I was congratulating everyone. And don't forget, me and my sister hugged when the album came out. So, like, <laughs> Did y'all really? Yes. We was watching that. Lemonade and the album came out and I looked at her and we had an embrace. Man, that was something serious when that came out. It's Beyonce. 
Beyonce is our Michael Jackson, and I don't want to hear shit from nobody, especially none of you old people, because all y'all did the same thing back when Aretha Franklin was was singing rock steady with her tits hanging under her arms back then. <laughs> so homework: look up the Aretha Franklin rock steady performance when she has on that orange crocheted ensemble. You know ensemble. that's one of my favorite Aretha Mine too. songs. <laughs> that's what I'm. Hey. Let's call this shit exactly what it is. What it is, what it is, what it is. She sang that. She did. They played it in my restaurant all the I time. I used to use that as vocal homework. That's why I know to try to, Yeah, to try to like hit every note she hit. That's, that was the best vocal training. For those of you who can't afford a vocal coach, always uh, pick songs that are like above your range and just study them. Mm. And that's the best way to challenge yourself vocally. You know who's right above my range? What mm-hmm. they used to be? Trey song. No, I'm just. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> you did look for Trey? a second. I was like, I'm sorry, friend. I did not mean to bamboozle you like that. Cassie is above mine, so that'll let you know where I'm at. <laughs> I saw y'all tweeting that uh, Tina Shay. Listen, should we do? Should do listen, a cover of we me was, and you? We was in the. It was Ooh, me, Destiny Fury. We was in the club, right? And they was playing me and you, and it was just like this remix or something. And the way she was sounding, I was like, Tina Shay needs to do that. And he was like, yes. It's Tinashe? I don't know how to say her name right. You know, she don't know let how me to tell say you her something. name right. For those of y'all that heard me say Tinashe, y'all know what I normally call her. So the fact that I have gone on air to call her by her real name lets y'all know how real this is. Oh, no. I, no, I I'm just don't used to, to ask. Just Tina She. I thought it'd be cute. Tina She. Like, yeah. If, if there was like a little period right there between Tina and She, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's Tina She. It's like, Tina who? Like, Tina She. She's Tina. Tina She. <laughs> but yeah, she has to do some Cassie covers. Not that that's going to say a I whole mean, lot. I mean, I could see that. It'd Not, be cute. But back when Ryan Leslie had Cassie, mm-hmm. if Ryan Leslie picked up some of that steam with Tinashe, it would be a whole nother level of magic. Where is she? I feel like I haven't heard any new music from her. Doing, doing them skincare commercials. Tinashe. Tinashe. Uh, I don't want to hear any <laughs> new music from her. I'm fine with the Amethyst mixtape. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's That's her greatest body of work, and I'm all set. I would hope that this was not her greatest body. I still haven't really sat with it. I have it, but it I haven't changed like, my whole sat thing. with it. I thought she was cheap she and a... tawdry, and I thought that she was tacky, and I thought that she was regular. And regular. you loved it? And she, no, this is pre-Amethyst. Oh. <laughs> I, I literally had just gotten into an argument with my friends because I said that she looked like she'd be at the mall all the time. Now, she does. Tonight, she looked like she go to the mall. <laughs> That's how she looks. And so they were mad about does. that. So what the fuckers did, we were on a road trip to D.C. And we were um, we were feeling really good about ourselves. And so um, we they played the entire Amethyst mixtape and never told me who it was. So I'm in the backseat grooving, like chilling. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, who is this? And then finally they told me who it was and it was goddamn Tinashe. And that changed. Last night changed it all. <laughs> it, it changed everything for me. Like, I love her now. That is, that's a good trick. Mm. Yeah. Right? Tina Sheik, she got them tricks up her sleeve. Okay. <laughs> so on last week's episode, we discussed code switching. Damn. And we shared our personal experiences with that. So if you didn't catch that episode, please do so now. But as always, a lot of you had tons of experiences to share and thoughts in general to share on the topic. So we wanted to pick our favorite ones. Asante, do you have someone for us? Yeah, you know, thinking about code switching, actually, as we were talking about just now, I was thinking about how sometimes I have to code switch when I come in here. 
Because, oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Sometimes I feel like, and you know what it is? Like, I put the headphones on and it's like, all right, you're going into, like, podcast mode. Right. And so I forget about them, them other selves because I don't interact here with y'all the way I interact with people. Um, <clears throat> or I don't interact here with y'all the way I interact with y'all outside of here. Like, it's right. kind of it's kind of weird and difficult for me to try to stay off on one topic because y'all know I'm always jumping on 10. So to try <laughs> really hard to focus on the one fucks me up a lot. But, um... I would like to read this comment from Brittany Walker on the SoundCloud. And Brittany says, honestly, I have no problem code switching. It's very natural because both are me. If I don't know you, I will be fun me, but with a nice, sweet voice speaking perfect English. Then when we reach a level of comfort, the more slang using me comes out. Both are me, just one's a little more urban, for lack of a better word. Hmm. And I, I could easily see how people, uh, they get trapped in that. And I think as you get older, sometimes you realize, you know, it kind of is all you. You know, you're just putting on these different... You know, you're putting in different words here and there. If you're not really changing your inflections, it's just all you. You're just trying to figure out how to navigate with the tools that you've been provided until you put it all together. Yeah, and I totally agree with the... I've, a lot of the comments I was reading was the survival aspect of it. Like, you got to do mm -hmm. what you got to do to navigate through these different situations to get where you're trying to get. So in that sense, I totally understand because I did the same thing in high school, college, my first couple of jobs. Right. But like I said, I also do feel, and obviously this is my personal opinion, ahead, that, that you do get to a point where you're so comfortable with who you are, how you speak, what you have to say, and what it is that you know. And you're so confident in being that person that you don't find yourself needing to switch up in any room. Absolutely. And it does I know happen. That's right. Yeah, because it takes a while. And that's why I think it's a process just like anything else. It's an evolution. I saw a lot of people being like, hell no, I don't code switch. I saw a lot of people saying, I don't think it's a performance. It's who I am. I get that. But if you find yourself having to, quote unquote, turn something on then that's a performance, whether you agree with it or not. You know, so and when I it turn the light on, it's a performance? <laughs> and even, even if it's a, a side of you or not, um, it's still something that you are consciously turning on and off. Right. So I think you will get to a point, um, hopefully you'll get to a point, that's always the goal, I think, to live a life where you don't have to turn anything on or off. You just come as you are. And I think that is, to me, that's the definition of like, freedom as a person just being like a sovereign being where like we were saying with tax he's a perfect example he's Absolutely. not switching up in any room and that and you know what cardi b too <laughs> she's another one and she's successfully her you know Forever. <laughs> right so the comment i saw on soundcloud was from noni i hope i'm saying that right like the juice like <laughs> right <laughs> Like the only one. The only one. The only one. <laughs> no, it's the only one. No, Anika, no Rose. From what I've gathered, the whole conversation on code switching boils down to, are you trying to suppress your blackness to be deemed acceptable by white people? <laughs> Throughout life, I've had to really sit back and think about why I code switch. I'm from a small town in Texas, and I definitely noticed that I speak differently to my country, southern relatives versus my group of black friends versus my employers and coworkers. However, I don't find this to be an issue because for me, it is about relating to my relatives and peers, but also remaining professional in a professional setting. I don't do it to try to impress white people. And honestly, non-black people are not always going to understand our slang. To use Fran's boardroom scenario, even if all the board members were black like myself, I would still code switch because we are in a professional setting. Right. Mm. Right. I see that. 
Yeah, and I, I don't know. I think because I noticed a lot of people kept saying, even someone just tweeted us not too long ago saying, well, you know, I have to keep it professional. Obviously, you don't mean you're going to come in there cursing. I don't think cursing is a code switch thing, at least not for me. I think it's more so, you know, we, we remember even when Dustin was joking at the beginning of last week's episode, it's the way you change even the way that you speak, like your actual tone. Right. You know, it's it's very... It's elements and details like that that I think I'm referring to when I say code switching. But, I mean, obviously, it's a different definition for different people. Absolutely. What stood out to you, Sir Dustin? Well, you know, I'm all about the tweets in these streets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this week, as always, I'm going to highlight who made a house a home in my mentions. Okay? You are <laughs> welcome in my mentions. You have made a house a home. Okay? Oh, a house is, in fact, in a home. Mentions. Okay? And so this week, the first tweet that I'm going to highlight, because I'm doing two. Why? Because I can. <laughs> the first one that I'm going to highlight comes from um, Count Vernacula, <laughs> and that's at J-R-Z-Y-L-I-O-N-E-S-S. And it says, look at Dustin and Friends on Pod. Wearing slips is cold switching to honorable Wearing mention for prayer cloths. Because <laughs> no. remember I said that knee highs was cold switching yes. because you might as well just wear stockings. So everybody else figured that out too. So shout out to you. Um, and the second tweet that I want to give a highlight to goes out to at I think Mark. That's at I-T-H-I-N-K-M-A-R-K. Mark, friend to, friend to the show. And he said that this took him completely out yesterday. And it's a picture of Destiny's Child having a prayer right before their performance at the BET Awards when they had on the brown dresses and it says praying before they gave lap dances at the BET Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mark. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> took me out. You hear me, friend? Look at <laughs> With the brown gown. Oh my God. <laughs> So those are y'all two. Y'all done made a house. Y'all done turned a house into a home. And my mentions, you are more than welcome there. So so if y'all want to be highlighted, tweet something good, not nothing stupid. (laughs) This is a place where, you know, because too often, right, I'm just going to say it. Mm -hmm. Too often we end up in a place where we talk about what we don't like on Twitter. Too often we talk talk about what got on our goddamn nerves. So I figured, I said to myself, I said, self, what can you do? To bring something different to the landscape. You know what I'm saying? So I decided that I would highlight tweets every week. And that's just how we're going to do it from here forth. And it's incentive and to so be funny. so said. Shit. <laughs> hey, you dropped something. <laughs> so on this week's episode, we wanted to talk about microaggression. I wanted to talk about people, but we settled on microaggression. <laughs> that too. <laughs> So we're going to talk about microaggression. Just to give you guys a quick definition in case you are unaware of what it means, the term microaggression was used by Columbia professor Daryl Sue to refer to brief and commonplace daily verbal, behavioral, or environmental indignities, whether intentional or unintentional, that communicate hostile, derogatory, or negative racial slights and insults towards people of color. So... We thought about this because with the passing, rest in peace, of Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. 
The great. The great. The greatest. One of the greats. There were a no, lot of people on um a lot of people online that kept saying he was so great that he transcended race. Whatever the hell that means. Right. And I actually laughed because I saw a couple of people saying, Well, what do you transcend? And people were like, I'm transcending Sally May. <laughs> okay. <laughs> transcending rent this week. Hello? And they went on like a whole rant on one year. Listen, you were I'm trying to transcend this heat at you night. Know? Okay. <laughs> I actually think that was um uh from another round, Brokey Brokey McPoverty on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> She's the one that started that. So I thought that was really funny. But um so yeah, so going back to the topic, we noticed that people kept saying this whole concept of transcending, but it only comes it only happens when a usually when it's a black person that's doing something great. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly then you no longer see color. They've transcended their blackness. So we want to spoken so well, <laughs> right? That they are no longer black. Nope. So I know these are you know they call these microaggressions, and I'm sure that these are things that you've experienced on your day to day, or maybe you didn't even realize you were experiencing. And just to give a couple examples, I noticed that when I was looking up the definition, BuzzFeed had an article up. Um, that they created, I guess, from their staff and just people they were asking on the street. What oh, are Lord. some microaggressions? No, I got scared when you said that. <laughs> no. What are some microaggressions that you hear on a daily basis? So um, someone, this one girl said she had, so what do you guys speak in Japan? Asian? And she held that up. There was another one as a biracial girl, and she said that people ask her, what are you? She often says human. Right. Um, There's this black guy. He's holding up a sign, and he said he's been at. He's been told you don't act like a normal black person. You know. Mm -hmm. Another one is I never see you as a black girl. Um, Just because I'm Mexican, that doesn't mean I should be the automatic first choice for the role of Dora the Explorer in the high school skit. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin is crap. Um, there's, <laughs> there's um. I was trying really hard. To there's a black girl go. holding a sign that says, "When people when people think it's weird that I listen to Carrie Underwood." <laughs> there's an Asian girl, and she said someone sat next to her and says that she smelled like rice. <laughs> and a black girl that said, "So what does your hair look like today?" And then someone pulled her hat off at work without her permission. <laughs> Oh. Or, quite, or mm. constantly, I love mm. how Justin's like oh, cracking no. up. And that's another one too. Oh. When you go to work and your hair is different all the time, just all the questions like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> you had I'm braids, now you have," you know. So these are just daily um, microaggressions. Please, that we is all, it some more? There's like a hundred of them. Can you please? Or there's read a some girl where they're saying someone was like, "So you're Chinese, right?" And not even asking her <laughs> what her background might be. Uh-huh. Um, so those are just a couple of that. Dustin. Okay, well, <laughs> you have to find the humor in things. Otherwise, you'll lose your mind. And this is funny. Like, I, when I hear these people reading these microaggressions, well, you reading them. Right. It's almost like a comedic thing where, like, people are walking in front of the camera like... I'm I every time I go to the store, they follow me and ask me if I need some goddamn help. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's stereotypical, <laughs> and so it's funny to me when I hear these microaggressions being read aloud. Right. I'm sorry. So that's no, no, that's on BuzzFeed. If uh, you guys want to look it up, hold on, let me see the title. The title is "21 Racial Microaggressions You Hear on a Daily Basis." 
So that's where I got that one. Actually, it was written by Heaven of uh, Another Round. Damn. Right? So shout out. shout out to them. So, okay, so what is some... First of all, do you feel that microaggressions are a part of your day, especially at work? Is this something you experience? And I'm looking dead at Asante because I know. <laughs> as I'm trying not to interrupt you and say right, yes I saw your as face. quickly You're as like, fucking what? possible. I feel like I've talked about being called boy on here before. Like You I'm, have. Yeah. <laughs> like at work. And, it's right. just, and then it's say like, oh, my God, I just got called boy at my table. And then nobody, like literally no other person knows what the fuck you're talking about. They're just like, well, okay, wow. And then it's like. Boy. That's I, even to hear you say it back. Just right, it's like it's <laughs> like ah, it's damn. shocking to the system. So and I, it's never even like a an innocent e type. I'm trying to how think can of it be? right. I'm trying to think of where it would be, but it's always like real. Like you know what the fuck this is. Like mm. hey, and when you come back, I need a straw boy. Mm-mm. A a and when you come back, what? <laughs> There is nothing that was supposed to be respectful about this statement. Somebody said that to you. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. And how when you come that. back, I need a straw boy. And and that's and that's not said that back. to you. Like like luckily, all I am allowed to do is just not go back. Because part of me wants to just go back and like you know be ignorant. Of course. Because when I do, there have been a couple of times where I have just kindly been like, hey, you know, my name is this, blah blah. Because I don't have time to give the history about why you shouldn't call me boy, just off of respect. You shouldn't call me boy because I'm a grown-ass man helping you, getting shit for you. So I deal with those all of the time. Boy was just my favorite because it's the one that I deal with regularly. Do you let them slide or do you feel the need to say something? I feel like every time time that I have been called boy, I have either said something or have not returned. Like, it's never been like, okay. Right. (laughs) Like, it it can never be that because I'm like, every time you hear it, and you know I don't hide my expressions. Like, I've literally looked at people like, What? (laughs) And laughed and walked off and either sent somebody else over or have come back and said, listen, don't call me boy for this reason. And some of those people are regulars and they come back and I I recognize all of them when I see them. So if you're out there calling your server boy, um, <laughs> don't. don't do it. Don't. And I think the hardest part, at least from my experience with microaggressions, is that particularly with white people, of course, that they don't even real. There's, I don't want to say that they don't realize, but sometimes it's because it's it's a microaggression it's or maybe they're so used to it that they understood. when you call them out on it, they make you feel like you're this angry person. Every you know, time. that's happened to me every time where it's this. Like, oh, no, like, why would you? You know, and it's like, come on, you can't think that that was OK, but it's a because they haven't been called out on it and B because they just really don't. Don't get it. A lot of people don't get it. They like, do not get it. They and do I've not gotten understand. the what are you a lot. Like, that's probably Ooh. the biggest microaggression I get because, you know, upon seeing you me. You speak Spanish? Right. And then do you speak Spanish? Or if you see my name, you're like, what are you? <laughs> what are you mixed with? Um, what's the right way for somebody to ask you that? I'd rather you just say, what's your ethnic background? Right. Because that's, that's what you want to know, that's right? Literally so the just question. ask me. Yeah, but saying, what are you? <laughs> like, that's why I laughed at the girl wrote human, because it's just an odd way okay. of phrasing what it is that you're trying to get at. Exactly. And then, obviously, the one about speaking well, or you're so articulate because apparently black people aren't. You know, all these different microaggressions. And of course, micro comes from the macro, which is the bigger issue of racism, white supremacy. But then these are just the little subtle day to day ways that it appears in conversation when people, quote unquote, don't mean harm. 
But when you, you know, call people out, it makes you sound like an angry, typical black person. So I can understand why people will let it slide on the day to day, especially if you're constantly dealing with it. I'm sure that people at work that deal with it all day long. What about you, Dustin? I don't play that shit. <laughs> we know that. I'll be mean, stomp the motherfucker out, microaggression it on me. Man. Be like, microaggression me one more time. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, I deal with that all the time, all the time, all the time. Oh, yeah. I just deal with it. I've I've always dealt with it. It's been hard for me, but I use it as practice now because it sharpens my, my skill set when it comes to avoiding conflict yet still clearly addressing an issue. Mm. So I use it as practice. That's what I do when people do shit like that. I graciously let them know that they didn't fucked up, and if they do it again, they're gonna get fucked up. But I just can't say it like that. Right. So I have to say something like, "Thank you so much," because I never would want you know the outcome to be X Y Z. Between you and I, next time, you know, don't do this or this or that because I have this or that issue, you know, and I would never want to have you know an issue with you. With you yeah. I just have to word it the right way, but they get the meaning of. Bitch, do it one more time, and that's your ass. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's the meaning. What so, is something that you've experienced? <laughs> so today at work, <laughs> a guy came up to me and fixed my tie. He literally adjusted my tie. He walked up to me, and mind you, I don't know him well. I was about to say, but he I don't know him well at all. He was sweating. You know, Dustin hates all of that that. personal space. He was sweating, all that stuff, and he walked up to me. I I I hope you don't mind. I just went in for the kill. Now, my reflexes and the the Dustin that I am, you know, would have popped him in the head. That's what my first. That's what my natural reflex was, and so I had to like, like in the moment, freeze my body. You know what I mean? Just let them know that, you know, thank you, because I would never want my necktie to be incorrect. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. And then that was it. I don't think I'm going to have any problems, so. Oh, God. Amen. That's that. Amen. You just got to use it as practice, dog, because otherwise, like, you will literally blow up and flip out all the time and shit. And I ain't got time. I got to work in the morning. I ain't got time. But what about people that do experience this all day long? What would you say is the best way for them? Well, eventually, you just have to let people know to stop doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you have to just say it. You know, I'll never forget one time my friends, I told this story before on the show, so whatever. But it's sometimes it's the way that you tell people something that will get it done. But if somebody keeps doing stuff, you know, Brandy, Jennifer Lewis, they all said it. You know, I don't want nobody <laughs> fucking with me in these streets. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you got to let people know, hey, quit fucking with me in these streets. Right. Okay? True. And then you hit them with that Riley Curry one-two, the fingers to the <laughs> eyes, eye to eye, and you don't have no more problems. But, you know, it's actually the microaggressions, I think, that I've experienced so much that have pushed me to no longer code switch. <laughs> There's a you total correlation between it because I noticed for me, my personal need to code switch was always to be softer and to come off nicer and not as threatening, you know, as the because I was usually the only black girl, whether it was in school or at work, I'd be one of two or three. So you always, you know, I think as black women, you're always mindful of not of not fitting into the angry black woman thing right. that we always get pushed on us, whether we are or aren't. 
And it's that oh, goes back to respectability. Poly- all the things we've talked about and all the different shows they tie in. It's that need to be like, okay, I represent our race in this situation. So let me not represent it poorly. So I've caught myself, especially with white people in jobs and school, trying to be like, hey, yes, no, totally, totally. No, it's cool. You know, mm-hmm. but it's like that is what creates the resentment in yourself to have to put up with that shit. Right. Then you go home pissed. You know, you go vent to your friends. And it's like, well, why are you even create? Don't yeah. give your man none. <laughs> It, tra- it it transcends yeah. <laughs> into all oh other Lord. realms of what your life. What are you life. transcending? Blue balls, apparently, because she ain't gonna give me none because she getting mad at work. She mad at work, you know, <laughs> and it it starts um, spilling into all areas of your life because you're just tired of having to go to work. You're you be annoyed. eating a lot and getting fat. No, and shit. it really it ruins everything. So I really <laughs> think for me, I just decided like, you know what? That's what pushed me to be like, I'm gonna speak how I speak act like I act, walk into the room the way I choose to walk into the room. Doesn't matter if it's an executive. If they don't align with my brand of me, that's better for me. That's less of a person I have to impress. That's Absolutely. how I see it. Because it, the thing about code switching is you're constantly impressing, like trying to impress. And this shit gets tired. I'd rather get jobs or projects based on who Fran is because that's way less work and performing that I have to do exactly. anyways. And that's great. Make money being you, that's to, I mean, what and more could you And you can you really for? focus on the actual work that you're there to do. Exactly. As opposed to, Who's you around. know, you being, how are you being? And, and how shit. you're being viewed. It's too much pressure. I grew up in a very religious household where you had to conform to certain things. And so, as an adult, I know that it has manifested itself in, like, my behavior and stuff because I do, I literally do what I want to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's because for and so long know what I they could get not when they see you. Yeah. I could not do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that I can't feel stifled in any way at all in my life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I recognize that. Absolutely. Hey. Yeah. And I think the goal is to be able to thrive in an environment where you are yourself. You Whether can't feel if you stifled. Yeah, if you're at a job where you don't feel like you can you know, can be yourself, then that sounds uncomfortable. You can't focus it on is, what's important. Right? It's uncomfortable every day. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. Because you know, friend, like I'm looking at you and you were talking about um, you know, just being a young black woman. <laughs> and in my mind I'm thinking I feel bad for black women. As little girls, y'all are powerful. <laughs> like y'all have so much that y'all are doing. And at that point, at that young age, you're being told to stifle yourselves. Like, as a black man, it's one thing we have, like, a whole set of things that we have to deal with. But, like, for women, I feel like because you're a woman, you know, you have to be that lady. And then because you're black, you know, you can't be as strong as you are born to be as a black woman. So many labels, yeah. So it sucks to, like, you know, hear you and sit and talk about that. And to think about, like, the little (laughs) shit that I be having to worry about. For black women, that shit is a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why, like, if I had a little girl... I would make sure she knew how to, like, jump rope and double dutch and hula hoop and do hair. And she knew all the songs and all the dances. And she rolled her neck sometimes. And I would let her do all of that shit. I would. Proudly. Yeah, because you are not about to be stifled, little black girl. So do all the little black girl stuff. All of it. Yeah, and that too. Like, not being embarrassed to know how to do all that. Like, that's also a black American culture at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, we've cultivated it and then somehow 
we allow and then you see in the magazines it gets taken over and made cool anyways because it braid. was right. cool boxer braids <laughs> yeah. urban, out- urban outfitters selling starter jackets for like a million fucking dollars yeah this is totally off like who was that that was selling them chinese house shoes Oh, I think it was Balenciaga. Remember? Yeah. See, it was literally the Chinese And I posted shoes. them and was like, y'all, y'all like, kidding. you know, but then let me walk into a place with them. And it's like, oh, you so ghetto. Take I'm, those off. Listen, next on the list, McDonald's or somebody's going to start selling hamburger helper for like $30 a plate. <laughs> and I'm telling you, white people are going to be like, wow, this is Oh, even the baby enough. hairs and the mm-hmm. nail art, which is nail a big art, one, I think. Ghetto, ghetto nails. Ga- ghetto <laughs> nails. Right now it's nail art. Okay. And then you have the you know, you could not. Multicolored hair when it's on the Asian girl, white girl. It's like, oh, you know, but with us, it's like, look at this hood rat. All those things, but then they're getting totally glorified in the media now. Everything, literally everything. If you think about it, it's so interesting. I actually uh, posted a, an article from Teen Vogue where it showed like seven different girls from like different cultures. Um, actually wearing their cultural garb and style and showing that it's it's beautiful when it's not appropriated. You know, let people dress how they dress. Let them be the representatives of their culture. It's beautiful to admire it and even appreciate it, but allow people to be what they are. You know what I mean? And it's so weird that we've been made to feel bad about our big lips, our big butts. You know how much our I got made fun short. of? Our nappy-ass <laughs> hair. The because hair. even because even as a man, like you know, a man in the south, well, men mostly everywhere, black men, you supposed to have your hair cut every week, like that or whole waves. the whole shebang. <laughs> and so one day I said, I'm not gonna grow my hair. I'm like, I'm not gonna cut my hair no more. And I remember like white people being like, Oh, uh, are you gonna do something to it or? <laughs> <laughs> and I think my mom had this look on her face one day like, or... and she was like am I supposed to do something to her or like, <laughs> like it's just being like who is this woman and what is she talking about like it's been like this forever you know what I'm saying like that's how your hair looks and I love that too now if you guys noticed there's like a black renaissance especially even with hair and men for, sure. for men every man has like locks yep. or the hair is just longer or it's just beautiful Totally a black renaissance in 2016. Shout That's out to true. Miss USA. Yes, yeah, shout, shout out, out to, to Miss USA. Mm. Hey, 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 okay, okay. Once again, we want to let you know that this episode of The Friends One is brought to you by the Uber Geek subscription box service, Loot Crate. Now, one time a month, you can receive epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear delivered right to your front door or your back door or the basement door, depending on what your living arrangement is. Now, if you have one of those situations where you live like upstairs or in the second bedroom or some shit like that, then you're going to have to have somebody else come and get it from the box. But the point is, there's a new theme every month, and the items in the box are curated around that theme. Previous months have included items from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, a.k.a. The Real Housewives of Atlanta, The Legends of Zelda, and so much more. But when are we getting that Black Heroes box? I need some Black Panther and some Storm items to gift to the children because they need to know that the black people can do special shit too in the cartoons. So, Loot Crate is like a geek Santa Claus, except he shows up once a month instead of once a year and he actually has abs. And this time he has the latest and coolest items to fill up your inner geek needs. Uh, featuring classics like RoboCop, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and The Matrix, as well as new favorites like Bioshock Infinite and Fallout 4. June's theme will be exploring some of the ways that things can go wrong with dystopia. We've got a cool figure, dope collectibles, and a dystoporific tea 
and the monthly loot pin. Head on over to lootcrate.com slash friendzone and use promo code friendzone to save $3 on any new subscription. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Once again, that's the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive this month's crate. If you missed that cutoff, you have missed out. That's it. Ain't no more. So make sure you order your crate by June 19th to get the dystopia crate. Again, go to www.lootcrate.com. Use promo code FRIENDZONE and you can get $3 off any new Loot Crate subscription. Get your geek on with Loot Crate and let them know that the FRIENDZONE sent you. Let's get back to the show. So, yeah, there's so much I feel to be proud of this year. A lot of us are creating such amazing projects. A lot of influencers are out there getting incredible opportunities. Like we just said, Miss USA. Um, What else? What else am I missing? It's just been a lot of greatness. And I was even thinking of the little girl. Did you guys hear? I forget her name. Um, that had the lemonade in Whole Foods. No, that's Sky Jackson. Well, shout out. I just want to give Sky Jackson a piece real quick. Yeah, For getting Azalea Banks to fuck up out of here. Well, I look up the lemonade girl. Yeah, you know, it was so funny because we had been using that Sky Jackson meme of her sitting there waiting for the longest. And like somebody on Twitter said, she was waiting on Azalea Banks the whole damn time. Now, we ain't really (laughs) talked about Sky Jackson on the show, but I think she deserves honorable, honorable mention when we're talking about black and excellent and doing it right and... And, and making strides, you know what I'm saying? Might as well be February again. I love she black history. And didn't didn't uh, President Obama just say pardon that? Her or something? <laughs> pardon she her. got a purple heart for getting Azalea <laughs> no, Banks off of Twitter. Not. No, didn't he say that this month was like Black Music History Month or something? Oh, really? Yeah, I had no idea. He, like That's designated hot. a month. Yeah, I swear it was this month. I'll definitely double check that. But I wanted to talk about the 11 year old girl who has. Um, she actually just landed, I heard that it was like a multi-million dollar mm-hmm. deal with mm-hmm. Whole Foods. Finally, right? so they can get, because my mom was looking for that lemonade. And it's been sold out. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it. I actually went and, it's, you know I went <laughs> to look for it. Looking for it okay? <laughs> I wanted to post I wanted, on I wanted it. to have some for tomorrow. You know, okay. I wanted well, to post well, for myself yesterday, for the queen. on Instagram, shouting her out. But her name is Michaela Ulmer. And apparently this was a Shark Tank investment, which I actually didn't know that. But she has a drink called Be Sweet Lemonade, and she just got a multi-million dollar deal with Whole Foods. Right? So please, if you find that, if you see it at your local Whole Foods, buy it. Tell everyone. You actually might have a hard time finding it, but that's a good thing. Let's keep it that way, right? Keep asking. Keep requesting it. Right? So I just think it's just... And then um, the... I just remember her last name was Diaz, the little girl that wrote the book because she said... Every child's book she found yes. was for little white boys and their dogs. Yeah, Marley Diaz, I feel her name was. So, you know, there's so many opportunities. I think we're, I don't know if it's because social media, but we're but, just seeing so many things changing and I love it. But listen to all of the young black females you just said there. See what I'm talking about? How powerful right. black young black girls are? Like all females right there. Right? All little girls just being carefree and black and doing what they want to do and what we need. I think the kids know what we need, and they're bringing that, and I think that that is so dope. Shout out to Monica Daughter on Instagram, too. I don't know if y'all follow Monica on Instagram, but go on Instagram. (laughs) This y'all homework for the week. Fuck a song. Go on Instagram on on Monica Brown and watch all the videos with her daughter, Leia. (laughs) She is the cutest little What does she do? She's so cute. Okay, so look, one of the the videos. (laughs) One of the the videos, right? One of the videos. 
she's she's literally um, braiding her doll's hair. Really? But the funny thing is, she's forcing her brother Romelo, the middle child, to do the other one, <laughs> and he's mad as hell. He don't want to do it. But Monica and them make them boys do whatever Leia wants. <laughs> so she was yelling at him. His name is Romelo. She's like, Romelo, come here. The little girl. She was like. I braid one braid. You do this braid. Come here. <laughs> she made him braid the doll's hair with her because she wanted <laughs> She's the cutest little girl in the world. It was so, always my dream to have yes. older brothers. That must be so cute. Please, y'all, go on Monica's Instagram and look at her daughter and, <laughs> and, and send us the videos of everything all y'all, week long. So it's positive funny. stuff. Right? But I think it's important, like Dustin said earlier, for us to celebrate all the good that's happening. That's right. So, yes, even though this episode is about the microaggressions, I did think it was important to highlight like how many of us are still breaking <laughs> through a lot of the... You said breaking, he busts his elbow. Oh, no. A lot of... Man, he just had to let everybody know. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be quiet. Sometimes I'll be... I got my eye on you, nigga. I got my eye Look, on you, nigga. You, know you just had one. to let everybody you know, know that I hit my one. elbow. You know I'm that watching. Was a good one. I got my eye on you. You need to have your eye on okay. that elbow. I got okay. my eye on you. Okay. okay. I got elbow. don't think. You about to lose that elbow, too, Shout out. Shout out. One more thing. But it's on theme. It's on theme because it's black girls. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Tamar Braxton for getting signed to Steve Harvey's production company what? under a under a, a multi project deal. She has been given her own talk show as well as she's developing and producing television Already? under his production company. As she said on the Braxton Family Values when they did the scene reenactment, which was hilarious. But after they reenacted what she said happened when she got fired, she was in her confessionals. <laughs> she was like. What? She's like, y'all think just because y'all don't want me, nobody else will? She's like, it's like the boyfriend who uh, who told y'all, you know, I don't want you. You're going to be an old maid. You're going to be by yourself. So she's like, lies. Don't think everybody didn't call me because they did. <laughs> she was like, she was like, and one of them calls I took. Okay. And it was that Steve Harvey call. So wow. I just feel Talk so much better for me. Bouncing back. And it never really was about what happened to her. I love Tamar Braxton, but you know, I know that she's wealthy and she would have been okay losing her job. Right. So it really wasn't about that, even though I knew something was wrong. I was mad because I enjoyed watching that shit. On her, yeah. So because of that, I ended up totally being on her side. So I feel vindicated. Is it back on? I don't, care. I don't know. Don't nobody I even don't know. care. I'm wondering the for fake. the people that watch <laughs> the, the fake. fake. If, if you listen, if you listen and you watch Tamar's not on there, so you don't need to be watching no more. No, don't watch the real <laughs> y'all. But still, like Tamara, just don't like nobody else. Go nobody ahead. else. But yeah, so I guess I wanted to see what advice you know we could give for those that are dealing with microaggressions because I know it does get frustrating but like I said there's a survival aspect of it that I am speaking from a place of privilege because I don't have any bosses okay so of course from this position because I can be you like you don't boss. have to be well yeah for so me. what you, you, ain't gotta make you, no. ain't, you ain't just but the boss of you friend go ahead and tell stop. the people how many businesses no. you got <laughs> tell and them that you, your bank how you feel shit <laughs> no but here's what I will say I would love instead of speaking from a place of privilege i would love to just be an example for you that there is a way to be a successful black woman without the need to conform or switch up or have to you know turn anything on or off you're totally acceptable as you are are there gatekeepers that get in our way absolutely but 
there's a way to do it. We're all figuring it out as we speak. That's why people like me and Crystal and Jessica Lee and mine and all these people online. And and that's just the online women. Then you have like Chandra Rhymes. You guys, Chandra Rhymes followed me on Twitter. I know, I know. Hi, Shonda Rhymes. So if you follow Friend and maybe you listen to the Friends all, they just walked out. And I'm not someone that like cares about celebrities, but because I'm she, I want to work. <laughs> so Shonda, hey, Shonda, right. hi, Shonda, baby. I don't know what made I'm you follow going. me of all the people in the world, but I Yo, think that is exciting. And to me, she is so amazing. How you of gonna course, talk I'm about not speaking privilege and right talk now. about Shonda Rhymes? <laughs> But I think that's, but you know, people like her and obviously Oprah and just all these women, Trina, okay, and Trina that. Mary J. Blige, (laughs) get your favorites in. Who you want to throw in the pile? Right, that are just out here being magical. Out there being magical. Uh, I got to throw it to every female that I know. India, Sean. Dope, dope yeah. singer song. Yeah. Like, I have to throw out to literally everybody I know. Alex Jennifer Lizzie. Hudson. I, I hate to be cliche and just talk about who you talked about, but friend, you honestly For like real friend. It's it's crazy to be doing a show with you. Aww. And it's crazy <laughs> to be friends with Crystal and Cheska Lee. Like it's crazy Such to know awesome all of y'all. Women. Yeah. Because you're also awesome in, in different ways. You all found your own paths. It's not like you all were like trying to get the same shit from each other and y'all and made take, up. And fighting for spots yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of the fact that we all uh, push each other and support each other and we all are in different um, lanes but we still make sure to have each other's back and I I would Absolutely. love instead of um, the women especially the black women listening instead of yeah instead of and I'm a piggyback. thinking that there's a separation between us there actually isn't you know I know and I was actually just said this on Twitter this week I was like I know you're feeling the shift and a change in you where you're finally tired of watching everyone else glow up and I, I feel like people are starting to feel that antsiness, like mm-hmm. everyone's glowing up but me. And I, and it's a, a thought that a lot of us actually share. And I think it's about time you break out of that mentality and thinking that what we do is so far of a reach from where you're at. Because it's not. It's not. Like, trust me, it is not. You know how many jobs I've had to work through, how much performance I've had to put on, the respectability, the code switching. Listen, it's an evolution, but just if you say it in your mind that this is not where you end, then you won't. You will not. It's really that simple. And we've all had to go through our transitions. You know, I've worked shitty jobs. I've worked amazing jobs. I've been broke. I've had to live at home. I've had to not live at home. But whatever it is, I'm here now. And I just want to be an example of the fact that it is totally possible. And we are knocking out the gatekeepers as we speak so that your life could be easier to push through, whether you're creative, an executive, whatever your world is. And that's what we're fighting for every day. And I just hope that, like, you continue to push with us because it's the only way that we can yeah. change this. I don't I It bothers me that we're sitting around even having to talk about how we turn on or off for white supremacy. Like, mm-hmm. that shit sucks. You, we're supposed to just be flying fun. creative. It's not fun to sit up here and talk about having a shitty job, you know? Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> it's really just um, for doing the podcast, meeting people where they are. You listen, to, you know, we're here. You know, Fran is there, Dustin's there, I'm here. We're all where we are in our lives. It took what we had to go through to get to where we are. Yeah. And we just, for me personally, I just like for everybody that listens to think more about that, meeting people where they are. When you hear us react a certain way on the show, don't think to yourself, damn, why'd Fran let them do that? Obviously, we know each other well enough from where we are or where we've been, where we're going, to know that 
we haven't evolved to our best selves anyway. And it's not like we've ever said anything wrong to each other, I feel like. We just know the fuck who we are and where we're trying to go. So always look to where you're trying to go. Don't sit where you're at and just think that that's where you're going to be forever. Everybody's moving. It may not look like it, but everybody's trying to work towards something. And so always remember to work towards your damn self, okay? And I think this is a good year for creatives, right? I feel like this black renaissance shit is real to me. Like, I see it. I see people being more confident, more creative, taking more opportunities and leaps. So I just hope that you can feel um, excited about the fact that so many doors are opening. And, yes. and keep pushing. And as far as the microaggressions that you're dealing with right now, like ninja training, I love that. Asante always says ninja, ninja training, and I think it's the training. best term because it's like it's okay, you know. Let ask people me about have ninja it because you're gonna move past if it. If you ever want to know, if you ever see me in the street, <laughs> don't don't tweet me and ask me. It's too long. Right? If you ever see me, ask me about ninja training, and I will tell you what it is. You'll be your own boss. But what do you, what's the final takeaway that you guys have for people that are dealing with this bullshit as we speak? This is how you handle microaggressions, right? On a petty. Obviously, if somebody is 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 issuing a microaggression to you, then you already know where they're coming from, right? So this is where your opportunity to be strategic comes in. Now, <laughs> step back, watch how these people move, right? They said that to you. Why? For what reason? What possible advantage could they have? by insulting you or bringing harm to you, right? So once you figure that out, you've now figured out your power. Mm, So you take whatever your involvement is in that thing that made them want to do that to you, and you turn it up to three fucking thousand. I hear that. That's what you do. And then you already got them clocked because you know their weakness is their desire for whatever that power is that you figured out that you have. And I'm going to put a pin in that right there because if you want to know what real game is, you're going to have to pay me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'll just stop there. That's for his consultation. What friends. say you, Asante? <laughs> um, it's gonna get easier. You're not gonna. You're not always gonna be stuck around people, places, or things that you don't want to be around unless you just want to sit there. If you're always working towards something, being the best you, that's gonna you know give you the best life. You're not gonna just always be sitting around with people that are trying to hold you down or hold you back. Sometimes those roadblocks are put there to really make you appreciate when you don't have to deal with bullshit like that later. To sit up in an uncomfortable space and be uncomfortable for a very long time, it's almost like working you. It's like breaking every bone in your body until you are ready to just be super extra double-jointed in every fucking place of your body, you know what I'm saying? So you can be prepared for any and everything. So it's a test. Um, today I felt like it was a test, and I don't know if I had passed or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to take time. It always takes time to be happy, and and that's one thing that I've had to learn. So if you feel like you're dealing with some microaggressions, if you're early in the game and you can get out, get out of the game. You don't have to deal with it just because it's something. We say micro just because you think it's something small because sometimes you let a lot of that small shit that build stuff up. Builds up. Yeah, because look at me seven years later still in the service industry. Right. But luckily I do know in the future that I will not be here forever. Nope. And I'm talking about real soon, okay? I'm not talking about next year. I claim I'm going to be rich this year, so that's happening one way or another. Right. They still going to call me about the lottery. I'm going to land a big deal. I don't know what it is, but it's going to happen. <laughs> so, no, that's going to happen for you as long as you know it's going to happen. Yeah, and I think white supremacy, microaggressions, macroaggressions, all that is fear-based. It's totally fear-based. And the only time that a person would even find it in them to need to knock you for whatever reason is because you're a threat. 
Right. When someone doesn't think you have any type of interference with their movement upwards, they're not going to care. So if someone takes the time to say something that will push you back, it's because they're like, there's a spot that you guys are somehow fighting for. There's a there's a feeling of fear. It's it's so I think that's what we've been kind of mindfucked to think opposite. That's why we get coined minority or inferior. All these terms, but reality is you're pure magic, and that's scary as fuck. <laughs> it's scary. It's a very scary position for white people to constantly be worried about when our magic is finally going to be revealed to us. It's a very scary concept. Mine has come... I argue so much at work over the past two, three months, I've been revealed some of my own magic. Yeah. I'm starting to really see and more than ever why. And that's a very scary thing when you are a supremacist to think that the people you're quote-unquote holding down are one day going to wake up and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> my magic... I, I, I remember exactly when I discovered like my magic as a black man. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I had uh, my mother put me in swimming lessons, mm-hmm. and we changed in the locker room. And oh. I went to an all-white. It was like an all-white, like, I don't know class. why I listened. Like, <laughs> For two seconds, I was like, what happened? I was like, okay. She, he, you know what you made me feel like? I'm going to interrupt you right there. You know no, you're not. No, listen, so listen. when we changed, Hold I on, looked listen. down, you and I looked, feel... and I heard, the, I not only saw the okay. glow, I heard the glow. I was going to connect with and you I for said, a second. You know, you still are. He said I said, I heard you know it. what? I was I said, thinking about you know the angels, what? like when Tamar Mama said. I always seen the What did you hear when it dropped down? Mm-hmm. Once I knew <laughs> when, when I was at the down. when I was at the urinal. Once I figured out that water at the bottom was cold. <laughs> I am done. So that's it. That's it for this week. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Dustin's He's smile. He's so proud. <laughs> so glad this is almost over. What's the next thing? Oh, God. So that was, <laughs> that's it for our hot button issue. As always, if you guys are dealing with microaggressions on your day-to-day, let us know what are some that you've heard. Um, and give us advice on what you think. Should they be called out? Should we let them slide? How do we work through these microaggressions that we're all clearly dealing with? So now we're going to move on to today's wellness segment. I wanted to talk to you guys about, I'm getting a lot of questions, you know, I guess because it's summertime, people are feeling more social, mm-hmm. more social means you're going out places and you know, talking to people and, you know, just having more fun. So I've been getting a lot of questions about teeth whitening, mm-hmm. right? Because you're having more conversations, you're at brunch, you, you know, it's charcoal important. charcoal again? You got something new for me. No, it's the charcoal. Okay. But we haven't done it on the show. Okay, let's do it. So, activated charcoal, I wanted to talk Bonus to you guys. Bonus for y'all about- YouTube buddies, okay? Y'all <laughs> do y'all friend coursework. Right? So, activated charcoal, there are different types of activated charcoal, but the one that I co-sign the most because I find it to be the cleanest is made from coconut shells. Mm. And they're right. They basically grind them and it's like uh, turned into like a really fine powder. Mm. And then they activate it by steaming it at a certain temperature that makes it porous. So what those pores do is that they basically absorb anything. It's actually way deeper than just teeth whitening. But teeth whitening is just what I have found to be one of the more vanity perks of it (laughs) that people tend to like but just putting it if you are someone that deals with bad breath um tartar issues uh maybe you're someone that's in and out of the dentist because you suffer from uh, cavities or just infections on your gum line because of the activation that the 
uh, coconut shells went through to make them porous, these little circles, these little uh, pores that they have now, now it's like times 100 than the usual, they basically go into your mouth and absorb like a sponge everything that does not belong in there so one of the perks is wider teeth and it works very very quickly and i totally prefer you guys to use coconut shells than these little light up things that everyone on instagram oh my god i got one (laughs) (laughs) i took the picture and everything <laughs> it's all But you have to be careful, you know. I especially because I like stuff I, that light up. No, but especially because you have such a perfect smile, you have oh, to be careful because those things can create receding gum lines, just like a receding <gasps> what hairline. What? What? Yes. Oh Look my at God. What you know, is gum that? lines will recede. I, 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 did, I did not know yeah. that. What? Gum lines Wait, recede. Does the light scare the, uh, the what? Because you oh. have no idea what. They've used to create the whiteness. You it's don't just know. It's a light, I thought. But well, what, what's in the there light? Blue. Light. <laughs> but what's the blue light? The blue. <laughs> Ooh, and a lot of the teeth up. whitening products, whether because I've gotten tons of emails from people saying, "Oh, you know, we use naturally derived." When someone says the term "derived," well, that, that's all, that's all yeah, I that's, you might as well say allegedly. <laughs> Imagine they said that allegedly natural ingredients. But literally, that's exactly what it's saying. So, you know, you have to be cautious of the things that you're putting in your mouth that you're unaware of because you can't... (laughs) Of course. You can't end up with... (laughs) You can't end up with... Keep going, keep going. What's next? With a receding gum line. So... All right, don't keep going. Too much pushback. So, (laughs) what... <laughs> I have That's nothing right, to do friend. with it. That's and right. I have nothing right, to do with it. Go ahead, one hundred percent, friend. Just get you they're a piece, friend. They're my favorite bad oh, influence. That's right. Too. That's right. You said they're gonna no. get me anyway. Go ahead, friend. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, I really want you guys to be cautious. You have no idea what these products have in them. No idea. So I'd rather you use something natural. You know where it's coming from. You can do your research. You see the ingredients plain as day. Um, I'll, of course, I'll have a link for that. But aside from teeth whitening, like I said, it helps your breath if you have infections. But you can also use it. It's used in hospitals. Doctors use it when someone comes in with food poisoning or just poisoning in general because it's absorbent. You put it in. You can put like a teaspoon. That's how uh, fast it works. A teaspoon into a cup of water, drink it, and you'll start pooping. And you will see that all of that bacteria or whatever it was that's in your body that was foreign and didn't belong will come right out. Magic power. So I need to give me some of that shit. It's actually amazing for hangovers. Mm. Like, you know, mm. the next morning, it just, it basically, anything that's in your body that doesn't belong. You know, whether you ate something, you're like, ah, oh, this doesn't feel good. You know, you drink that and it'll just help you remove it. So it's really good to have in the house, especially if you have kids. It's good for bug bites. Um, like I said, it's absorbent. So you put it on the bug bite mm. and it'll absorb all of that that the bug left in your skin. Where do we get it, friend? Um, I get it from Amazon. Um, just because it's easier and faster since I have like Prime and stuff. But you can get it at Whole Foods or like local health food stores. But I think Amazon's probably your best bet because it's always there. It's really cheap. It's under $10 for a whole bag. The bag will last you forever because a little goes a long way. And also it's good for those of you who can't buy organic produce because organic means, you know, they didn't use pesticides. There's no kind of, you know foreign sprays and waxes on it 
But um, I know not everyone can afford organic produce. But if you buy regular produce, you put it in like a bucket with water, put a spoonful of the activated charcoal, it absorbs all of the pesticides. So what do we do? Rub it on our teeth? Because I'm totally about to get some. Put it on your toothbrush. Mm. Yeah, and it, uh, just a little bit. You don't have to put a lot. I and got that cheap kind. It's yeah, little pill and I just chew that pill. Yeah, up. if you have the pill, because they sell it in capsule form, you can just break the capsule. Um, I just buy it in the powder because that's how I use it yeah. faster. But um, that to me has been amazing for my teeth. And people meet me like, "Your teeth are so white. What do you use?" I'm like, "Activated charcoal." And so I'm trying to make sure I covered all the bases: it's poison, bug bites. Teeth, your teeth, bad okay. breath, your produce. But you're I talking mean, about going to the Wendy Williams show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. There's poison, bug bites, bad teeth, <laughs> fucked up bodies, bitches, everything at the Wendy Williams. <laughs> no, but I, I obviously it's important for you to do your own research because I'm sure there are tons research. of other things <laughs> that I've left out and maybe things that I don't even know that you could possibly use it for. To get rid of niggas, you say to get everything out your body ain't supposed to I don't be know there. It work that you way, get rid of bad but... boyfriends. That's what. That's what. That's what. That's what. It Activated child. <laughs> And get right up out the bed. Tell them, boy. Tell them, boy. The activated face. <laughs> Y'all are so funny. I'm but definitely just a, um, a different thing that I think is important to have in your house. It's really helpful and yes. so cheap and it covers so many bases. So definitely keep that in the crib. Keep that in mind. And that It don't do is, nothing for your feet, friend. You know, people always emailing about their feet, friend. Well, yeah, I'm sure if you can put it in a bucket with warm water, it'll absorb odor. Th- what you- about that skin? I mean, you know, I've used it as a mask. I've used it as a mask because it helps restore the pH. Like, let's say you have like really. Actually, I'm glad you said that. If you have really oily skin, it can help restore the pH if you're like excessively producing oil. And that is it for today's wellness segment. Yeah. Now let's jump into. I'm doing it too. You should. For real. No, especially with teeth. But I meant to ask you, what do you put in the mask? The apple cider vinegar with or no activated charcoal and what? You can, but I tend to just put water, activated charcoal, and a couple drops of almond oil. Oh, so it smells. Yeah, it's like a Jergens mask. You know, Jergens is the only cheap. Um, I was about to say detergent. Jergens is the only cheap lotion that is actually good. <laughs> Jergens smell good. That almond smell. It smell good. I love that's that like one. the classic. <laughs> that's the like when you start to it do it in high almond. school and you smell them. Yeah, and everybody smell like Jergens and baby lotion. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my mom used to wear it. Now, now I'm thinking like, what? You're like, what? <laughs> and she's like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Asante's like enough. So that's it. Imagine she listening. She's like, "Well, I'm just <laughs> ew, bye, mom." Um, so to the icebreaker because I don't want to think about that no more. Uh, we've all moved around as adults. Uh, should I say three or just any name? Two or three places you lived as an adult and how you feel it's changed you, or if it has changed you at all. Well. New York, for one, has definitely changed me. I'm a completely different person. I have access to so many other things that have been able to stimulate and just enrich parts of me that I didn't even know needed it. And so I have evolved into this version of myself that I'm kind of all right with. And so I love New York for that. Um, Living in 
Flint, Michigan taught me some fundamental things that will stay with me for the rest of my life. And they shaped me in the way that I look at things and, and my approach to certain things and my boundaries and my, you know, the, the necessity I have to be respected. You know, all that came from home. And so I, I can never turn my back on those. And I don't mean I want to move back now, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, it was cool. Um, well, I've been in New York pretty much a big chunk of my life, but I definitely gave Atlanta. Hey. I gave it a go. For about two years, Did it I liked you? it. Um, I think it just made me appreciate New York more. Yeah, yeah, because I had kind of been tired of New York, and then when I was in Atlanta, and I liked Atlanta, it was cool. I love. I think you guys have beautiful housing. <laughs> like yeah. I, my apartment was gorgeous, and it was so cheap. I lived <sighs> well, you know. Um, like the the people. I I liked. The, I felt like there was a cooler sense of community. I think because you have to make more of an effort to see each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas in New York, you just walk around the street and bump into people. But in Atlanta, there was like, I think the friendships were, at least how it seemed to me, there was more of an effort. Like, oh, let's link. Let's go here. Let's yeah. go there. You know, and and especially the music community, which is where I was a part of. I loved it. The Atlanta music scene is like none other. Yeah. And they are so tight and hold each other down. So I definitely love the sense of community. I don't think we have that in New York. Everyone's kind of for self and a brand here, yeah. you know. So that taught me that. like the And even when you watch documentaries about Atlanta artists, <laughs> they just so crewed up, you yeah. know. It just seems so different and so cool. Yes. So definitely more love I learned for creative supporting each other. I learned that in Atlanta. And then L.A., I was there for a little bit, too, and only for, like, about a year and a half. And I liked it. I think L.A. um, gave me that nature balance that I don't really have in New York, you know, where they have the mountains. You can go hiking and running canyon and The the beach and going for walks and night walks and hikes and just, you know, they they have the best of both worlds because you have buildings next to mountains. It's just so perfect. So I think what it did is just reminded me to find that balance somehow in New York, even though it's a little harder. But I definitely made more of a point of like, oh, let me try to find places to hike or go on long walks and take a little more advantage of Central Park and things like that. So I think it just brought out more of the nature side of me and and figuring out that you can live in a big city and still make time for those spaces because they're healthy. You're supposed to be in nature at some point Mm. in the day. Like I found that I'm happier when I can go to Central Park and read in there as opposed to at home or in a library or something like that. Mm. So making more time for nature, yeah. Those are the lessons I probably learned from each city. The funny thing is um, <clears throat> I've only lived, you know, in Atlanta, outside of Atlanta. Just, you know, Atlanta is it for me. Yeah. And then I moved to New York. Um, when I was younger, I've always wanted to live in a big city. Um, I always wanted to live in Japan or Tokyo. I wanted to visit yes. and then live. Like, I knew I wanted to live there. But um, there in L.A. It was there, L.A., and New York I came to visit in high school. And so after falling in love with the city, I moved here. And it was very different than visiting. And so living there taught me so many lessons, you know, coming from the South where it's like the Bible Belt. You know, the liquor store closes this time. Right. To a city where people are, like, doing coke on the subway and, like, pissing in between cars and shit. It's like, what the fuck is this? But it wasn't even the fact that it was so dirty. It was the fact that people did whatever they wanted. In the city of Atlanta, you can't do shit. <laughs> a, you black. <laughs> and B, like, you know, you, it's the South. Like, you just can't do shit. Like, it was a bomb-ass music scene, all that stuff. And to see 
Freaknik and all that stuff kind of go down. Freaknik. Oh, my God. a city. <laughs> that was such a thing <laughs> to visit a city in high school and like see Times Square which I did not like then either And but people like the naked cowboy might have been out then and stuff <laughs> but it's like yo they, these people are wild they do whatever they want here so I just had to come to New York to do whatever I wanted and because of that it like it showed me the things that I missed and I can go back and do those things like the things that I need I've wanted more and it just showed me all around like who I've been and who I'm trying to be and it's just that one, this one move New York City is like the the alpha for me. So I'm going to live other places, but New York taught me a lot already. Yeah, I think that's a cool question, too. Do you think you're going to be in New York for good? Like, you think you've settled here? Or do you foresee more adventures? More, more, more. Oh, how How do do you like it? it? How do you like it? More, more, more. Ah, How do you like it? How do you like it? Um... I'm definitely gonna move. I, right. My best friend. Where are you um, trying to just, move to? Oh, yeah, my I know best what friend you're recently say. You're going to Nashville, Cashville. Oh, yes. Oh, which is so random the for friend me. Zone is coming to Nashville. <laughs> so my best friend recently. Well, actually, two of my best friends recently relocated to Nashville. And at first, when they said Nashville, they're both musicians, so they, you know, they have their music scene, country and stuff. So I was like, ah, oh, it's a music thing. But I'm seeing the you quality of life. No, I don't actually. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> you have friends that do country? <laughs> Are they black? <laughs> so I, what I've learned is that the quality, like through them and seeing how much happy they are, I'm like, yo, I'm killing myself living in New York because they have beautiful ass houses, gardens, backyards. The com- like he, you know, he was saying. You can have a package left on his porch and it'll still be there the next day. He could leave his door unlocked, like all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, man, I don't know that life at all. And even just the prices of everything, like he was telling me, because I was saying, I don't know if I would have a car because I'm not the best driver. Fran, you can have a garden. <laughs> and he was like, you could do Uber. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to Uber everywhere. He's like, Fran, Uber in New York is a different thing as Uber anywhere yeah. else. Like you can Uber for like two bucks. Um, and get where you got to go. And I'm just like, yo, we are really out here doing the Killing most ourselves. in New York. And For I don't real. even know for what anymore. I understand the whole idea of opportunity and you never know who you're going to meet and business. And I totally get it. But I think at the age I'm at now, I'm sort of looking more for a quality of life mm-hmm. yes. um, as a priority. So I've definitely, you know, I've told the guys like my lease is up like next year. And I'm definitely considering just trying to see like, I don't know, maybe Do a it's six time. Yeah, like maybe I should test it out. I'm actually going to go visit next month just to vibe it out. I've been there before for work, but never just to chill and just yeah. see how I fit in the scene, whatever the scene is in Nashville. But if any of you live in Nashville, let me know. If, is it cool? Do you love it? What, you the know, I'd love Nash. to hear your feet. <laughs> nasty Nash. <laughs> I'd love to hear your feedback. But that's a possibility for me. And L.A. is always a possibility because I just... I've always felt like I didn't give LA enough time. I felt like I should give it another two, three year stint. And not to live for good, but just like a two, yeah. three year. Because creatively, it's the shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of my peers that live out there are creating some amazing shit. So I know there's an energy I out there. I haven't made it out to LA yet. Yeah. So, I know it's beautiful though. So I feel like I still have a little more travel and adventure left in me, you know, for my the second half of my 30s. What See, about you? I want to do, <clears throat> I want to move to London and do theater. Oh. And just be like an American boy over there. So I want to do that's that for like a year, cute. however that's long. Thin. Like who knows what would happen? But I want to go over there to do theater. That. 
Um, and With then, your cute suits. You know, you're so all friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, but I want, I definitely want to do that. Um, professionally, I will have to spend time in L.A. Right. Um, but if as far as like what city moves me, the only my heart is in New York City. Period. This Same. is where I always want to get my mail. Right. But <laughs> I would I would move somewhere like else that. for work. But the only city that is a close second is New Orleans, Louisiana. I yes. can I could see totally that. I've actually thought about that too. Totally get a place in the quarter, live in New Orleans, and be happy as hell. I love New Orleans. Every time I go, it's just I the just, energy, right? I, it's it's I can't even describe it. Like I love New Orleans, and I know I would be happy there. Yeah. Um, and the I last time I was there, um, the last time I was there, me and a friend of mine went on like a tour of the city at like four o'clock in the morning. What? Um, yeah, they showed me like where the levees broke, everything. We went down on the water, like all kinds of shit. And I just fell that much more in love with the city. And when you see sidebar, when you actually go down there and see like by where the levees broke and you mm-hmm. see the scale from like how high that shit is and how low the houses are, mm-hmm. it makes the magnitude of Hurricane Katrina real for you. Right. And so I, that's something I would advise everybody to do if you get an opportunity to actually go down into New Orleans where the hurricane, just go. To gain a mm-hmm. better But anyway, I love yeah. that city and that's the only other place I think that I could live. I, some of my happiest moments in the past four years have been alone in New Orleans. Really? Mm. Yes. I can see it though. New Orleans is a vibe. Yep. My one of my closest friends, shout out to PJ Morton. Hey. He, right? He is okay. from New Orleans and he actually relocated to LA because he's part of Maroon 5. Shout mm-hmm. out to Maroon 5. And then he just recently, like the end of last year, relocated back home to New Orleans because he was just like, man, that's home. And he's like starting up like his own healthy cafe wow, and his that's own dope. yeah Morton Records. So for those of you who are artists, definitely reach mm. out to him. It's New Orleans especially because I think he's focusing more on the local scene. Definitely reach Ooh, out to PJ Morton on Twitter. Dope. Yeah, and and I mean I won't tell you to send him send links or anything because right. he might kill me. <laughs> but at least don't you tell know, him we sent you. Right, keep an eye out for his record label don't out there because I definitely he's well connected and he's amazing at what he does. Yes, and he just is. that whole New Orleans. Orleans scene is dope, man. Huge. Huge. New Orleans is yeah. all that. Right. For Everyone real. I've ever met from there is Has always been special, so right? cool. Yeah. So cool. So definitely. I like babies. that. I like yep. that. London and New Orleans. Ooh, that's a vibe. I think my number one is still just gonna be Japan. Like there are a few different places that I wanna live, but Japan, um, you know how I am. I'm real weird and all over the place in Tokyo and I've all... only experienced Tokyo and it was so cool, man. Tokyo looks looks really cool, and it's like my number one. But I want to do all of it. Like I want to like you'll, you'll bump into James Fontlore out there. Hell yeah, <laughs> shit, we can smoke some. Like I want to I want to get involved in the video game world for sure. Like me and Fury talk about that a lot. I wanna, oh my god, that would be perfect for y'all. And then you know, like I'm obsessed with music and so visuals and backdrop. stuff like that. Hell yeah, wow, and, man. And even you know, I've been changing a lot. Like once I get like the fashion thing going out in Japan. The way that those kids, the, the way they do all the shit with their hair and everything, so ahead of their time. Except for the district where they try to be black people. That shit looks weird. <laughs> you ever seen that special? No. Never, we're not going to talk about that. An Asian woman with a perm. Um, but yeah, Japan is definitely the number one. New That'd York, be dope, New man. York was very good footwork to get prepared for Japan. Like this fast life doing all this extra right, shit. Right, and being able to keep up. 
You guys, I love the idea of Dustin in London acting, you in Japan with your with video gaming and fashion. That would be so sick. Like, can't you we gotta see, put that out? Can't you see me at the video game place wearing one of them little suits with all the cameras on it, doing some video game shit? <laughs> that would be so fucking cool. I love it. I love it. Let's put that into the universe. So I that's just did. it. Right? Hit me up. <laughs> YG Entertainment. I'm trying to be with y'all. Right. I love K-pop. <laughs> so that's it for this week's icebreaker. As always, definitely let us know where you would go. I love to hear what cities people are dreaming about because it always Montego gives me Bay. ideas. <laughs> Montego Bay. <laughs> well, I'm probably going to end. I always say I'm going to be the old lady in Jamaica for sure. Oh, you going to get your I'm groove back I'm just so drawn. Here? Nah, I'm going to be old and crabby. With... That don't mean, as long as you still, we'll talk <laughs> at the show. We'll be old, but not crabby. I'll have like a little, you know, juice shop with a Rasta out there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, shout out to Pinky. You know, Pinky be keeping them juice shops with them Rastas in them. Okay, we have Might to talk. Some. to pass through. <laughs> we are going to do something special this week. Uh, well, we've done it before, but it's still special because y'all are special. Special again. Okay, special again. And we're going to do a live Black Business of the Week. Let's Black Business Profile Black when business. they come in, yes. right? That's Black what you said business last profile. week. Profile. See, friend don't smoke like I smoke. <laughs> so that's right, you guys. This week we wanted to do something really special and have a live interview with our Black Business of the Week. You guys know that here at the Friends One, it's really important for us to highlight things that we think are special and of note, worthy of note, that is, and that are being produced and pushed and 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 spearheaded by somebody black. <laughs> and so speaking of, Kyle's black ass is here. What's going on, Kyle? I'm kidding. The talented, <laughs> talented actor, Kyle, from the series, the web series Love at First Night, which is coming out on YouTube on June 13th. 2016. Bam. Yes. So check it out. June 13th, 2016. Love at First Night is coming up. Introduce yourself properly. Tell the people who you are, where they can find you, what you do while you're here, and get as close to that mic as you can. Uh, Oh, oh. Bam. (laughs) Closer! (laughs) Sounds like a Saturday night. But um, (laughs) See, here we go. Shenanigans. It must not be you backed up from Uh, it. I know you put it (laughs) (laughs) But I just want to say thank you guys for having me first. No Um, doubt. My name is KP. Like he said, um, I'm on the new web series called Love at First Night. It's going to be on YouTube June 13th and also on the Architect app, which is cool. pretty much a hub for all LGBT uh, shows, oh, wow. web series, and independent series on one station, like a one-stop shop. So you can cool. download that and see everything. You said it's the Architect app? Correct. It's okay, Architect, cool. A-R-T-K-U. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, is he I'll, spe- I'll look it up and spill it out later. So. <laughs> right. Perfect. We'll provide a link for y'all. Yeah, I'll make sure to link that. Sound <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an important app, so we'll make you again. Right? Yeah, because that, that sounds. Re- I didn't know it existed, so yeah, that's really it, cool. It literally just started like last month. So, oh, it's yeah. new. Yeah, so we just getting out there. Fly, dope, dope, yes. dope, dope. So the one coming out uh, this week will be, or next week will be episode two. Episode one. Episode one. So like it's the, the launch. premiere. Yes. Oh, okay. And y'all getting this And the great thing with that is, it's an architect original so like mm. everybody all the other web series are like from other lanes and and um other youtube channels and everything right. this would be the first original content for the architect app that's Dope. awesome so you guys are going to be the orange is the new black to architects netflix yes. essentially. <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty much it. Yes. got yeah. it got it that's what's up so tell us a little bit about your character and the overall tone of the of, of the show anyway 
Okay. Tell us about the damn show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Love at First Night, um, our sub-headline, it's a petty love story, mm. which is I'm all about the mess and I'm all about the petty mm-hmm. for everything. So that's why I initially got onto it. My character, uh, his name is Spencer. Um, he's pretty, like, straight-laced. I thought and... about Spencer from the Hills. I'm sorry. Are you like Spencer? Are you like I'm not douchey like Spencer, but I appreciate Spencer's douchiness because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have um, what's his name on the Kardashians, um, Scott mm, Disick. True, yeah, true, he's true. like the blueprint. <laughs> okay, continue. but uh, but Spencer's pretty uh, straight laced. He's like kind of like you know he has this perception of love that you know everything happens and in sequential order. Like we meet in this wonderful place and you know we fall in love. We take long walks on the beach and you know. All that gay shit. And then <laughs> um, and then he meets um, this guy at this house party. Um, his name is Jaden. Shout out to Ramat. Um, he meets him at the house party and they hook up on the first night. Now, my character doesn't usually do this deep thing. So it's like mm. all kind of... As kinda, we all say. Right. I, right. I don't okay. usually did it that night. Okay. Air quotes, yeah. don't do it. But you know, when, uh, hey, you see it, you feel it, you a little drunk. If you I see mean, something, say something. <laughs> Put your mouth on something, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but they hook up. They um, actually end up really, really liking each other um, after spending a weekend together and everything. So, you know, they fall in love and all this other good stuff. But the twist, without giving too much away of the story, mm-hmm. is that um, it's a little complication that mm-hmm. goes on between their meeting because he was su- the date that he hooked up with was supposed to be his friend's date, but they never met at the same time. And then a whole bunch of messiness mm-hmm. ensues between the whole thing. So, yeah, it's a whole bunch of... A tangled mm-hmm. web. Yeah, mm-hmm. A web of mm-hmm. lies, deception, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, yeah, falls. Yeah, and you're the and main one keeping the shit up, aren't you? Yeah. Spencer. Yeah, I mean, Spencer. Yeah. Good old Spencer. <laughs> That's Spencer. And you know what? Like, ever since I played Spencer, I'm like, I blame all my messiness and pettiness. Like, that Spencer mm-hmm. doing it's it. It's research. Kyle, Kyle will never do it's that. Research. No. It's research. Yeah. 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 So is this your first web series? No, um, this is actually my second web series. I had the privilege of working with Shayla Raquel on a web series called Quarter Century. Oh, Quarter oh, Century. Quarter Shout Century, out to New York. Shout out to all yeah, yeah, that's how I um, got in, involved with that one and this one. So, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of keeping the trend going along with the awesome. web series. But yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And then you, where, you told us already where we can find the, yes. the episode. Yes, it'll be on YouTube if you look under the Blended Muse channel. Blunted Muse, correct? Blunted Muse, like okay. smoking a blunt. Ted mm-hmm. Muse. Past and, tense. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And you that'll be... Um, now we blunted already. Right. <laughs> so it's like, going to tell me? you the story. Yeah, okay. yeah right. <laughs> it'll go along with the story. There you go. But um, the episodes will be uploaded weekly on, on YouTube, or you can download the app that I'm going to look up the name to spell it out for y'all so you right. can get it. And you can just, like, kind of marathon the whole first season there. If you oh, like. cool. So. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we're really excited about this project, and I also was fortunate enough to actually do a guest spot on this that was totally oh. hilarious. Oh. There was a we filmed in New Jersey. It was so <laughs> funny. Of course, of course. Cute. So be on the lookout for that. Yes. Um, and it was a great experience. I'm really happy for all the great things happening for you, Kyle. I know you had worked with Dream Nation TV previously, yes. correct? I still work with them, Okay, actually. awesome. I just got a new show while doing this show. Awesome. And was talking about doing another show, actually, which didn't work. Hey. So I'm awesome. like, hey, you gotta, you gotta okay. get these moves. Like, awesome, right. awesome. <laughs> a little magic up in the room, okay? I mean, you know, you know? I mean I'm just trying to get out there, you know. Make this <laughs> doing your work. thing in the well, digital yeah. space. Well, That's as you're, what's up. As you're getting out there, tell the people where they can find you. Okay. Um, well, as I was saying, Dream Nation TV. Oh, yeah, sorry. That is... Um, I have a show coming out in the fall that's about, like, love, sex, and relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, kind of co-hosting with... Um, 
my co-host Chloe. It's mm-hmm. called Chloe's Chair. We're gonna talk about like everything, relationships, uh, sex, marriage, all this other good stuff. I'm not married, so I'm okay. gonna sit out that side of the conversation. <laughs> but um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, KP's World, mm-hmm. KPS World, and um, Instagram KP Holla. 12, the number 12, or and if you want to learn more about Love at First Night, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LAFN Web Series. Awesome. Yes. Shout out to Terry Toro, Sean, yeah. Blend Muse, oh, all those Terry guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah, we met very, very talented. Yeah. Very, I've very talented. Through, um, Cheska Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Super talented group of guys. Well, thank you so much for stopping by the Friend Zone, Kyle. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody can check out Love at First Night web series and, and enjoy that and talk about it in the comments and do everything that you right. do. Right. <laughs> Just know that I'm reading all the comments and I. We'll try not to attack if you get too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but just to spell it out for you guys, it's architect A R T K U T E C. Okay. Yeah. Not too complicated. Cool. Perfect. Well, very, thank very you so dope. much. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks here. for stopping by. Guys, Word up. So that's our black business. Too. Support it. That support is the black business. Watch the damn show. Hashtag and don't be complaining file. about the ads. Just skip them. <laughs> just watch it. You ain't doing nothing else. YouTube is the perfect thing to watch while you're cleaning up, right. while you're doing whatever. You know how you're doing the dishes, but you're really watching YouTube. So the water just be running while you're leaning over the sink, <laughs> looking at the screen, be like, damn, I knew she was going to do that. Like, you know, then you got to dry your hands <laughs> off so you can so call visual. somebody. Right. But you do it. You're not gonna be watching those dishes too long watching this show because oh, it's, 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 it's really really interesting. Like you know, it damn sure is. How interesting. long is each episode? Um, it's about. It's not even that long. It's like 12 minutes per episode. Oh, perfect. So it's a, it's a quick easy watch. Okay. So if you want to marathon it, you can take like a Sunday, go through it. Yeah. Not a Sunday, not the the Lord's day <laughs> to watch all the mess and stuff. The yeah, Lord so created you can be the forgiven. mess. The Lord created mess. <laughs> yeah, true, true. But that's what's a equal amount of mess and love. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kyle. Everybody, look out for love at first night web series alright and uh I think that that's gonna be it for this week's episode well, of the friends on oh well I guess you thought wrong because, I sure uh, did we gotta ask for a friend we, we huh? do have to ask for he a friend said, and in the spirit of mess I think Spence you know you might be able to weigh in on Spence. this too okay. <laughs> that's right <laughs> Spence Spence answers the mess Kyle answers the good absolutely right. absolutely right. I'm tuned in Spence okay. uh, for those of you that tune in every week and you have some a question a comment a concern just something you wanna say to somebody that might or might not read that email don't hesitate to email us at the friends on at loudspeakersnetwork.com. I would spell that out for you, but I can't do that right now. <laughs> this, oh, I'm not reading the title of this. <laughs> yeah, because it gives it away. So. I'm going to just get into the, the email, actually. Oh, you Boy. looking at me, you're going to love this. You ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So I've been in a friends with benefits situation for almost two years. It has been an unbalanced situation where I'm sure I have more feelings than him and he's not expressive at all, probably because he doesn't give a shit. Which brings me to this incident. As I was performing, I'm sorry, I can't say this without laughing. As I was performing oral sex with him, I noticed he was on his phone. As he kind of set the phone down, I saw it was on a porn video. I stopped and asked him, was he watching porn? And he responded to it like it wasn't a big deal. He did not apologize. And told me that he he did it with all his girlfriends and I shouldn't feel a way about it. He is aware that I'm upset about it and he hasn't done anything. He hasn't apologized and he knows that he hurts my feel- he hurt my feelings. At this point, it's clear he doesn't care about me and never did. This is the end of our arrangement. I'll never do friends with benefits ever again. Putting up with him for this long has shown me that my choice in men has been very masochistic, but that's another letter another day. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Uh, my issue is now, how do I go forward? That really hurt my self-esteem. I have never not been confident in the bedroom and he really took me down several notches. I've never had a problem feeling ugly 
I've never had a problem feeling ugly or not feeling sexy with a man. I was extremely generous and sexually open with him, more than I should have been, and now I feel like I can't be that w- way with anyone else. How do you get back? How do you get that back after someone stabs you right in the confidence? I know it begins with how I feel about myself, but my confidence took a huge hit, and I don't know how to recover from this. Any advice you have on not letting this ruin my sex life would be great. Thank you so much. Wow. This one is titled, He Snuck on Porn. He Snuck Porn on His Phone While I Was Giving Him Head. Everybody in the room is looking at me right now. This is so crazy. We're waiting for the petty note. That's okay. a lot. <laughs> okay. I've decided to go second. Okay. <laughs> Who? Okay. So, first of all, honestly, I, I have to be honest, it's not even that big of a deal. Like, honestly, all of this self damage and shit and all of this, like, you know, how do I pick up the pieces and all of that shit? Like, <laughs> It ain't even that deep. Like, like he was watching porn or y'all was having, you know, you was giving him, you were performing oral sex on him. He was looking at porn. It's not that big of a deal. It's something y'all could have actually done together. You know what I mean? You could have been like, well, shit, put it up there then. You know what I'm okay, saying? Or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> and on a petty note, you know, that's <laughs> what you should have done. Screen. On a petty note, you yeah. should have put the porn in, or, you know, put, put the HDMI cord in. That's right. That's right. You know, and put it on the big screen. Get the and then, app. like, really went off if the person in the porn was, um, <laughs> uh, uh, Varsity and your man is junior varsity. Okay, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Mm. You know, then like you really start going off. You know what I'm saying? Once the varsity is on the screen, so then he knows he's junior varsity and he can make him feel just how you felt when you looked at the porn. Mm. But Gut that's on a petty ass. note. Mm. But on a real note, it's sex. Y'all was being freaky. Leave the porn on. That's better than him asking you to have somebody else come in there with y'all. So that's either the porn or the live show. What do you want? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's just not that big of a deal now. That doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you already are all in your feelings about it. So I guess my advice to you would be not to take this personally because it's not a detraction from you. And it's the difference between him watching porn while you guys are together and you catching him masturbating watching porn. That's something I can understand how that would impact your self-esteem. Right. You know. But this, you really blew it out of proportion. It's not that big of a deal. You gonna do it again. So while you come on you all through, you know you're not. So just let it go. And if anything, you bring the porn next time so that you can be intentionally petty. And, you know, y'all understand what I'm saying without saying it. Well, can I... I, I actually am going to go with you mm-hmm. on this towards the end. But I also need to make note of this because... You've been in this friends with benefits situation for two years, and he's just now pulled this. And for him to say that he's done this with all his girlfriends, are you a side chick? And if so, I, I and, and email me back. I'm not just saying you are, because I need to know if that's what it was and if that's what you might be really dealing with. That's what it sounded like to because me. Because the porn thing, like you said, I, I mean, it is an issue for him to just now be pulling out. But honestly, for guys watching porn, it's not really a big deal. But... If he's just now done that two years down the road and you say he said he does that with all his girlfriends and you're not the girlfriend, you need to deal right. with some other things before you get to Why this part. Why you didn't told us everything else? You ain't told that. Because mm. I'm, 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 that part caught me. It threw me for a loop a little bit. I didn't and, even catch that. And maybe I'm focusing on that a little bit too much. But honestly, if you're not going to deal with him no more because you just feel like your ego is hurt from this... <clears throat> Then fuck him. I mean, niggas literally. watch porn all the time, like all the time, and I, I mean, <laughs> Dustin, like in, in 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 different, 
<laughs> shit. I mean, I mean it's, just, it's just fucking porn. Like, 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 literally, anybody that uses my computer, you can type in the most innocent of words, and like something is gonna come up suggested. Like, uh, is this what you mean? Like, no, I didn't mean that. Oh, this just, is why. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this is why. It's the problem right here. You know what you are? You the root cause. <laughs> That's what you are. <laughs> you and these issues. You didn't took something that was not even a big deal and turned it into like a blow to your self esteem. And now he don't care nothing but, about but me. But, and, and it's understandable. Nah! It's understandable for me if if I'm this is the case. Agree with y'all. Really? Yes. You don't think? Okay. Is it so a girl? Me, is it well, a woman thing? I don't think it's a woman thing. I think. It's a connecting thing. Okay. And, but that's if that's I'm what it is. If I'm giving you oral sex and I look up and your phone is on top of my head, it's like what? Okay, but friend, <laughs> friend, I get you. It's I understand what you're saying. It's one thing if you're saying, saying yo, let's switch it up and watch something, you know, or I want to like switch it up because we've been doing it for two years. I'm gonna just flip, you know, let's watch some porn. Like you said, pull out the cord, <laughs> get a little motivated. Right. That's a connection <laughs> thing. We are doing this. Or if you're saying it for yourself, if he was just a, and was like, yo, I want to kind of like feel something different do you mind like is it cool and she's like no it's fine but a phone just popping up on top of my head and you're watching porn and didn't tell me i'm kind of just up here like what's going on that is a disrespect okay it, it, it is it is if, if because no. if i'm connecting with you if and, you're connecting but, but the, that's if, the issue too she said that they that she keeps referring to this whole thing about him not giving a fuck and him not giving a fuck so i feel like you are looking for him to feel something that he's clearly already shown you he doesn't mm. so i can agree with the guys in the sense that it seems like he's made his position in your life clear and you're in denial but him even acting out that way just further confirms that. Exactly. So in that sense, I agree with the guys. He's just doing what he I'm does. Saying. But for you as a woman, I can understand why that's some disrespectful shit. But, you know, this is a friends of benefit thing. You can't exactly expect that's heart coming and from that's a what man. I'm saying. As a, and I as think a that's friend. what's missing. And you have to be honest with yourself and say you expected to change him. You thought it was going to be more after two years. Right. And you have to stop thinking that a friends with benefit is going to turn into something more because a lot of the times it doesn't. A guy knows pretty quickly <laughs> what file <laughs> you go in. And that there's always room for change. I understand because emotions are emotions. But if you're going into it as a friend with benefit in hopes of changing, you've already lost. Because niggas ain't up so there. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like. But it was still mean. He could have at least been like, you know, hey, do you mind? I, I, I don't see, think. I see here's why a, I don't okay, think so, ahead. right? Here's why I don't think <laughs> I'm so, I'm fighting right? for porn today. <laughs> I am. Please. I see. You're like, wait. Cause, hold on. The reason I don't <laughs> think so is because like how what opportunity was there for him to, I guess, sneak and do it when they were obviously in the room together? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So so it's not to me not like he wasn't hiding it. Huh? Why not just enjoy he it? Was. Maybe he was. You about to, he was. Maybe he was. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, let's see, he let's, I want Spence to say it. Okay. But I he had give, to be. I'm going to give you the Spencer answer. Okay. <laughs> so I totally agree with Fran in right. saying that you were trying to like Fuck your way to a relationship. Run and that's on. not really gonna happen. Because after no. two years of, of fucking this man for free and not <laughs> and with no title, like why should he change or consider your emotions when you've been clearly giving yourself so much and you know, 
why should he consider your feelings for what? Like, I'm just trying to get in there and be out. Right. Spencer, and you know that. Spencer talking, Friends Spencer talking. With and you know <laughs> that. You know okay. that that's yeah, the arrangement. So, I mean, like, why don't you put your energy that you're trying to make happen with this friends with benefit situation and somebody else who will appreciate you and the head that you're given at the time and communicate with you properly. There like, we go. That's Kyle talking. That's Kyle talking. Yeah, that was Kyle talking. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, you got to manage your expectations and then look at look at shit for what it really is. Because Thank if you. you make create that scenario in your head and you don't communicate that effectively with the other person, you can't expect them to feel the way that you feel about it. Like even in regards to that, because like if I've been fucking with you for two years, why do I care? about what you feel besides, you know, having sex with you. So as Well, as I, I disagree with that because I don't think that he that he he was on that. I don't think that he was trying to be just savagely disrespectful. You he know was what I mean? His I think that he was literally <laughs> enjoying yeah. what she was doing and he was also turned on by the freaky element of watching porn and feeling the physical stimulation at the same time. And I think that instead of where he dropped the ball is he didn't Not communicate including it. her. He should have communicated that, right? <laughs> that you know what? That was it. And you know but what? But I don't think that he I don't mean I don't think that he was like Intentionally trying to like disrespect her, I don't think. I think he was probably just so used to it, like probably just so used to having sex and like and not being a thing. Like it was probably other things that weren't things that he. That have taken place. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you watched that video earlier in the morning. She never mind something else or whatever. But now your ego's hurt because you feel like you're not doing a good job, and you know. I want you to feel it like I want you to feel like this is the best head you ever got in your life. But you turn on a flick and it's like, oh, I'm not good enough or something right. like that. So, yeah. yeah, I think you already knew that he because you said it, like I said, a couple of times about him not giving a shit. So you can't be in friends with benefit situations right. if you're looking for right. feelings. Don't right. put yourself. I've said it before. I know not to be in those types of relationships because I don't like them. It doesn't work for me. I know I'm going to be looking for more. So mm-hmm. I don't do it to myself. I don't think you should put yourself in that either. It's it wasn't a friends with benefits. He was your boyfriend in your head. Right. <laughs> in your head. Okay. He was. <laughs> and, and and we have the, and we do that. A lot of people do that. Yeah, I was just gonna they'll, say they'll say one thing and secretly feel another. Mm-hmm. And then get mad at you when you don't know what they're secretly feeling. Story of my life. Right. Now just, and all I did was And you was get mad be at honest. me for being honest with you and saying I didn't want more, but now because you felt more, it's my fault. Like that <sighs> doesn't work that way. And we do it to each other. Yeah. And it's always a communication I'm issue. I'm finna tithe, friend. <laughs> I'm finna tithe. Well, I've been on go. either it's side. Fair. It's not fair. I've been fair. on both sides, and then you and get pegged as the heartless person with no feelings or the bastard when you knew what time People it was. People accept your honesty as long as it's what they want you to say. Mm. That's usually how it works. <laughs> Ain't that real? And then when you, they're like, no, but I thought, and you said, and you felt, and it's and, like, and that's what? why, and that's, that's why I said, though. you have to be honest with yourself. You really need to sit with these thoughts. You need to reread your email and and really say to yourself, like, damn, because sometimes when you write something, you see it, and you say, you like, this is where I'm going wrong. Right. And I'm, I'm learning this lesson now. Just Friday, I was in my notes, like, composing feelings for people that I was going to share with them, and I was working through things, and I was like, okay, that part's not really, like, what was happening, you know, like, because of what the situations were, like, I started to feel certain types of ways. And it was like, okay, well, now I can get over it. Now that I know how I feel, but sometimes you feel in a way and then you putting that off on somebody else, and that's not even what it is. You just yeah, got to really get back to... It. Yeah, you really got to sit and realize that he is not your boyfriend, he is your friends with benefits. And even for the next situation, you know better. You know, to not be generous and do things... <laughs> I don't normally do this, but uh, you're not going to do it this time because you know they're not giving you enough, Okay. <laughs> And also, you got to, like, accountability. 
You know what I'm saying? There's a space for accountability. Like, what day of the week was this, right? It matters. Let's say her hair (laughs) appointment is on a Friday. And this shit went down on Thursday. Now, he got to look down, you know what I'm saying, see kosher salt, no. kosher salt-sized dandruff flakes. Maybe mm. he had to cut oh my, my vids their own. You know mm. what I'm saying? You got to take accountability for your contributions to the shit. Well, not yes. even just that. I mean, That's it. it that and some that, men need porn. I was going to say, yeah. that part could have been I know a lot him. of men that can't come without porn because they're so desensitized mm. to just connecting without like a visual, a separate visual. I know so many guys, they're like, oh, I can't come, or I can't, it's just like, what? But then they turn on the porn, and it's fine. She about to write in and be like, no, I can make them come, okay? This is isolated. <laughs> That's true. They were together for two years, though, <laughs> right, so it was, right. sounds like I mean, just he a, was a boyfriend status, okay? She was doing something right. Yeah, until but two years, don't, two years could have only in been, that position. two years could have only been like six encounters. That's true. You don't know. True. True. <laughs> that's true. true. You don't know. Very, very true. So this could that could have been two encounters. <laughs> but you know, you guys, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. like, you guys was talking about something about accountability. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, and something you said about um, writing stuff down, your emotions mm-hmm. and feelings like that. There's a power in saying stuff out loud. Absolutely. Like, when you say stuff in you your head, you can kind of rationalize it if it's in my head. But if you hear yourself saying it out loud, it's like, damn, I sound stupid saying this. Right. Or, like, if you have an accountability partner, that's what I have. I have an accountability partner to say, like, some of the dumb thoughts in my head because I'm an Aquarius and I always think. Right. You're so, an Aquarius? Oh, boy. <laughs> that's the same reaction <laughs> that you I always get to get. everybody because they think we're heartless and evil, too, so I might, like, yeah, sympathize Aquarius with that. Yeah, Aquarius is kind of cold. A little bit. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. I have an accountability partner just to be like, okay, well, I'll say this thing and they'll listen to it like, you sound stupid or you sound like delusional or this is a good idea or something like that. So like, I would encourage that listener to, you know, get an accountability partner. That's what got her in the shit in the first place. Accountability partner ain't nothing but friends with benefits, y'all. No, I mean, like, That's all it is. That's why she here. A (laughs) non-sexual accountability partner. How did you come across this accountability partner? Like, how did y'all decide that that was going to be it? (laughs) 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 Well, luckily for me, I don't have to go on Craigslist, but I have have friends that, like, I just talk open and honestly to Mm -hmm. and just tell you, like, Everything like no, and what that sound like? What that sound happened. like to y'all? No, but I don't. <laughs> Dustin, you know what? I'm gonna throw this at you. This <laughs> porn at me. <laughs> but um, no, we just talk talk about everything and just like and get an unbiased, objective opinion. Not because you're my friend, you're telling me this is great. Like I hate people like that. First of all, and then um, you know, well, just because tell, it is what it is, right? Like you know, sometimes you sound stupid rationalizing the things in your head, and you know, not to be insensitive to the caller, but right, you know, but you think she sounds stupid a little bit. <laughs> But I'm sure when she hears Asante reading it back, sometimes even yeah, she, hearing that she she'll be like, oh, my God. Read it back. She's going to hear me reading it back. Oh, no, I'm turning Right. <laughs> like, she's going to offend herself for even mm. <laughs> thinking that that was. Oh, oh, thank you. Your nails do look nice, thank friend. Thank you. Yeah, what is I'm that, growing tangerine? them out, yeah. That's a cute color. <laughs> thank you. I wanted to say that, but I was I'm like, okay, them she out just hit me with them. <laughs> <laughs> that black girl magic. Bam, bam, bam. It's throwing them out there. No, but sometimes, like you guys said, it's hearing your thoughts uh, repeated back to you that you'll be like, oh wow, I didn't even realize how See, off I was. You them know? same thoughts that she had when she was sucking, when she was down there <laughs> right. thinking like, you don't even want me. You don't even want her horn. Hell, I don't know. 
But that ought to show you what you were benefiting from out of that friendship. Like, that's why you needed to realize, you had to have this to realize you weren't down for the friends with benefits. This was your you, ninja training. That, always, that's it. right? Oh, I always find ways to, when I feel fucked up or something trumps me, I'm you like, okay. You tell them the secrets. Go no, ahead. it's true. That's the only way to get through it is to understand what's happening and why it's happening. And if it's a pattern, if it's something you continue to put yourself through. Because if something is continuously bothering you, it's usually a pattern. And mm-hmm. now is your, your option to be like, I'm going to do something different. Right. And that's how you change exactly. feeling these things, especially when it comes to relationships. Right. That willpower. Okay? Right. So hopefully <laughs> all of those different Right in. I'm looking for you. Right. Helped you figure yeah, something we need out. A, we need a, we yeah, need we a need response an letter. You got to give us yeah. an update. I wish he could hit happen. us up with his side. That's who I want to talk to. <laughs> Y'all right. friends, shit. That's what we're right into the show. Listen together. <laughs> like, what was the problem? Yeah. And, and honestly, like, Loki, if she do do that, I want to see the video. Like, yes. just because what if he's like, what if he's like, okay, so this is why I was happening. Like, this video was real good. Like, why do you do that? I imagine like so oh, what video that did you video? Watch? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought. I thought you did too, but then you went nope. on. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and that's it. For that this is it. Uh, does anybody have a church announcement? Dustin, you got no, any church announcements? I don't have any. I don't have no church announcements, but I do just have one thing that I want to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I have church announcements. I am so tired me. of people on Twitter <laughs> getting mad at me. You know what I'm saying? Once they bring their ass into my mentions. What happened? Comment on something that was literally an opinion of mine. So I and then when I start talking about your mama, then you mad and I'm I'm a horrible person and all this stuff. What happened? I simply tweeted that Frank Lotion, right? Frank I tweeted, Lotion. Frank Ocean. Frank Lotion. Shout out to my bitch. I simply I simply tweeted <laughs> Porn Hub all day. I simply tweeted that Frank Ocean was Lauren Healing. Right in front of our eyes, and there's nothing <laughs> oh. we can do about it, right? Uh-oh. Innocent tweet, something I just tweeted, Did you, you poke know, at it his was hive? the truth, whatever. So, some some girl, you know what I'm saying, I came out of note, the fuck you talking about? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? And so All then right. when I start clowning her ass, then she's in my mentions telling me how horrible of a man I am and I don't have no respect. And then it's all them words y'all be t- writing us about, saying we ableists and all that shit. <laughs> she called me every name in the book, you know, insensitive and all that shit. Started talking about my friends because naturally everybody was laughing because she did look like Ida B.C. from um, Oz. Like she <gasps> you hit with and that not one. in a funny way. You hit with that she, one. She didn't. She looked like that were, on yeah, Twitter. They were going back and forth for a minute. Oh. And, and, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Let me just say kudos to her for trying. It was she, awful. She though. was. She it was. Always it was go real one step bad. Too far. Like it was real bad. Like she, she told me I looked like a flexed joke. elbow. Why didn't you just say I looked like an elbow? That would have been funny. But you said because she wanted elbow. to try. Like mm-hmm. bitch, uh, just go. On. Just come on. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the point is, leave me alone. Not because I didn't start this. You brought. You showed mm-hmm. up to me, clowning me for something that I offered to the world. Doing my my. I'm, I'm a good person. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I tweet from VH1. Sometimes I tweet from OWN. That day I was tweeting from OWN. You know what I'm saying? So I was I was on my path, and here she comes being negative. I'm going to be evil. And so then when I start talking about her, then I'm a terrible person. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even supposed to be here. Okay? 
So I just wanted to get that out because I know you're listening to my show. <laughs> <laughs> Let me click on this What's and see if he's talking. Let me see if he's talking about me. <laughs> right. <laughs> the friend zone. <laughs> what is the damn friend zone? Ain't no friend of mine. Shit? <laughs> and I ain't laughing at nothing them niggas say. Ain't none of it funny. And the yeah. whole time she covering her teeth. Right. <laughs> it was funny, but. <laughs> <laughs> What church um, announcement? Shit, I'm going to be on the West Coast this weekend. This hey. week, this weekend, uh, traveling with the Reed. If you got tickets, I'm going to be there. Um, ask me about the friend zone. Ask me where friends at. Ask me where Dustin's at. <laughs> I love when y'all do that. No, I, I actually like when they do that. They're like, where's friends? That's so cute. But, but I don't like the people that ask about Dustin. They're like, where's Dustin? It's old sexy something. <laughs> and then sometimes people will touch on themselves, Ooh. which is funny. Yes, and you don't like it. that? That's why I was like, everything to be liked. Hello, that sounds like the good stuff. I love it. I wish I could go with y'all to the read, but the schedule is always... Mm-hmm. Conflicts with mine. Maybe one day I'll surprise you guys in the random. You're a boss ass bitch. bitch. Yes, that's my song too. That's Kyle speaking too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's a little more ratchet than Spencer, but that's okay. <laughs> See, that's code switching. You yes. ain't here for that. You should be here no, for I heard that episode too, and I was like, you know what? I do code switch, but now thanks to my inspiration. That's no ass kissing, but Dustin is <laughs> like to be to be yourself and like you know in just, every room yeah, in every room and mm-hmm. I'm I find myself doing that more. But you yeah, know, thank you, Kyle. Yeah, we yeah. like no, that. No problem. <laughs> no, thank you. Me and Kyle have had some yeah. really good times together. We're mm-hmm. friends, and so we have had like some really memorable good right. ass times yeah. together. That Adabisi comment is nothing too. Like a lot of time, a lot of uh, the that's times light work. everyone knows. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> she probably did look like Adabisi. She really does for real. So. But um, it's actually a compliment. But yeah, you know, I'm just excited for everybody's project. So we're gonna get the hell out of here because this show is gonna be three long. days long. Yeah, right. thank God. Bye, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Stay Love black y'all. and protect your magic. See you guys Love next it first week. night, June 13th. Yes. YouTube and Architect. Yes.